Hi, I'm Pastor Dallas Billington, Senior Pastor here at City Church, and we want to welcome you today to our services. We hope that no matter what you're facing in life, that through the message today, through God's Word, He will truly encourage your heart. Well, we're glad you're with us today, and you know, I got to thinking this week on how that when it comes to uh, preaching and how things have changed over the years, and how that even somewhat my style, if I can say it that way, has changed where we're living in a time that we don't compromise our doctrine. Doctrine still matters, always will. But I think at a time where never, especially which I'm going to touch on a little bit of what we've seen uh, this week take place in our world, that we need encouragement. Uh, we need to know that there is still hope. And somehow, some way, the good Lord, if he does and permits me to continue till he takes me home, that I want to do that. I never want to compromise doctrine, but at the same time, uh, to encourage. You know, I used to hear these revivalists, and, you know, we'd go out to dinner afterwards, and my dad was, was pastoring, and, and I was a younger kid. Never, never understood this, but they'd say to my dad, you know, man, there wasn't, a, there wasn't a dry eye in there after I got done today. And I'm like, okay, I'm not sure what that means, but, you know, uh, <laughs> you know when he was, the guy was preaching, and, and, uh, and at the same time, I still believe that we can get our point across today. The Bible says to speak the truth in love. And so through God's word today, I'm going to maybe say a few things that I'm not normally would say. And, but we're going to look to God's word today as it is our authority. God's word is our authority. And the authority that we need to realize, the authority that brings good news. Let's pray. Father, we come to you today. Our hearts are heavy for the people in Afghanistan, for our, our brothers and sisters in Christ. Uh, Lord, for our military, we just continue to pray for them. Lord, we pray for us as believers that we would do what we can to reach people while we can. And Father, always know that your word is there just the same as Ben has led us today in worship, that your word is there to guide us in truth. And Father, we'll be careful to give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you look at Psalm 121, verses 1 through 3, as we look today at the authority that good news brings. Remember what Jesus said when he's getting ready to leave this world. He said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and in earth. He said that after his death and his resurrection. And he, then he says to his disciples, now I'm going to give to you the authority to bring the good news, the gospel. What is the good news? Why are we here today in hope? No matter what we see going on, why are we here today in hope? Because we know through his death, through the death of Jesus Christ and through his resurrection, we have hope. And that is the ultimate authority that we look to is Jesus Christ. All authority has been given to him. So no matter what is taking place in the world, no matter what is going on in your personal life, know that the authority that we have, 
Jesus is always going to win if we don't give up. So what does the psalmist tell us when it comes to our hope? Psalm 121 and verses 1 through 3. I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence comes my help. Notice there's a question mark there. And then it's answered. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. You know, we live in a time to where you, you've heard the word prepper, right? And, and, and how the, there, there's nothing wrong with, you know, getting certain amounts of food and, and what we need, whether it's a hurricane or whether it's, uh, you know, your electricity might be out for a little while. But uh, I heard a pastor say, don't, why would a Christian prep for the tribulation? We're not going to be here. So what I'm getting at today, you know, is it says, I will lift up my eyes to the hills, you know, and so I, I've listed different preppers and so forth that, you know, it's popular day on YouTube. And, and uh, so, you know, I don't know, it's been a while ago, I ordered one of those bags. You get food that lasts, supposed to last for 25 years, you know. And, and so, sure enough, I had the go-to bag and everything, which is fine. You know, we all need to have extra food and everything. That's fine. So, it, it, and it was, I put it in the basement, stored it. And wouldn't you know it, mice got in the go-to bag and, and ate all the 25-year food storage. True story. True story. You know, and then it comes, you spoke, where are we supposed to go? What are we supposed to do? When, you know, I, you know, I say, okay, you're going to go, and, and they have these maps that you can buy, and this is where you're supposed to go out, out in the hills and the desert and so forth. And, and do you know satellites can read your license plate now? And we think that with thermal uh, imaging and so forth, they can see wherever you're at. doesn't matter if you're in the desert or under the ground. And where does our help come from? Question mark. Does it come from as we look to where we can go or what we can do with the strength that we have on our own power? No. The Bible is telling us our hope today, the authority that we have through Jesus Christ, our help, our hope, always remember, comes from Jesus Christ. That's what we've got to remember today in this craziness that we're living in. It reminds us, the psalmist says, my help comes from the Lord who is the Lord? He's the one who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He will keep you. He who keeps you will not slumber. You know, the Bible also tells us that as a believer, sometimes, especially this week, might have a hard time sleeping or something's going on in your family, you have a hard time sleeping. God says he gives his beloved, for the most part, as we look to, as when we, when we look to him, he gives his beloved sleep. When we're sleeping, he's still in control. He never sleeps or slumbers. He's always watching over us through his angels, through his spirit, through his word. He's directing us. The authority that we have, always knowing that it brings us good news because Jesus is the ultimate authority. Let's continue. And where we're at today in Hebrews chapter 12, verses 27 through 28. 
Hebrews chapter 12, verses 27 through 28. What we see happening in our world today, it's twofold. Let, let me read this to you, and I also want to read it, uh, the same verse out of the Message Bible. You know, if you have a hard time understanding the word, I always tell new believers, have, have your new King James, and at the same time, have, we have them here, Message Bible, and use that as a commentary. It's a, it's a great tool. The Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 27 through 28. Now this, yet once more, the Bible tells us yet once more indicates the removal of those things that are being shaken as of the things that are made, things which cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may receive and which we may serve God acceptable with reverence and godly fear, for God is a consuming fire. Let me read it to you in the message. Don't turn a deaf ear to these gracious words. If those who ignored earthly warnings, which I'm going to talk about in a minute, didn't get away with it, what will happen to us if we turn our backs on heavenly warnings? His voice that time shook the earth to its foundations. This time he's told us quite plainly he will also rock the heavens. One last shaking from top to bottom, stem to stern. The phrase one last shaking means a thorough house cleaning, getting rid of all the historical and religious junk so that the unshakable essentials stand clear and uncluttered. Do we see what we've got? An unshakable kingdom. And do we see how thankful we must be? Not only thankful, but bringing with worship Deeply reverent before God, for God is not indifferent bystander. He is actively cleaning house, torching all that needs to burn, and he won't quit until it's cleansed. God himself is fire. Let's look at it twofold. What is, what is happening in our world physically? Things that we see. You know, there's been two earthquakes. If you've seen the one in Haiti, there was also one in Alaska. Seven point, seven point earthquake is, is, is really devastating. And we see that happening. We see all the things that are changing in our world. There is a shaking that has taken place physically. God's saying when you see the shaking taking place, Jesus said, know that the time is short. When you see a shaking in the heavens and the earth, the fires that we see happening all over, not, not just in California, but in Greece and all over the world, Canada. Did you know that, you know, Minnesota is called the uh, land, the land of the state of 10,000 lakes. You've probably heard that. Do you know that they're having water rationing right now? It doesn't make sense, does it? The land of 10,000 lakes is having water rationing. You know that the Colorado River and, 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 and the, the great lakes that are, are out west, 
Those that have worked there for some 40 years said they've never seen the water this low. In 40 years, never seen it this low. Why, you know, a farmer, if they go to take water out of Colorado River or some of the other lakes right now, it's a $10,000 a day fine. Water is becoming like gold. If we don't have water, we can't grow wheat. If we can't grow wheat, we can't feed the cows and we can't eat. But yet, we go about being more concerned if a man can use a woman's bathroom. There, I said it. Think about it. As we see this shaking happening in our world, and we think that, hey, you know, everything's going to get whatever. You fill in the blank. We're just going to go out and our, do our thing and go out to eat and go on our vacation. Have you had this happen to you? You called to get an order to go somewhere? And I said, well, just before you order, I want you to know that we're out of this, we're out of that, we don't have this. Went by Circle K to get gas uh, yesterday, and it closed at 3 o'clock. They don't have enough workers. And we're seeing this everywhere. What's happening? Well, we're just going to go about what we're doing. The Lord's saying that be aware of the times, as the, as the Bible tells us in the Old Testament, the men of Issachar were wise because they understood the times they were living in. Know when we see this physical shaking happening in our world, know that there's also something else happening. There's a spiritual shaking as we see what's happening in our world. Our world is completely changed again in one week. I really don't know what to say. I really don't know what's happening. And I've prayed over this and about it's, all, it's on all of our minds that the shaking that's taking place that we see in our country and that we see especially in Afghanistan. Let me preface about what I'm about to say is that we have the greatest, the strongest military in the world. And that we need to be so humble and so grateful for that. But God can't bless a White House that can arrogantly, as the president sits behind a desk, and sign back in an executive order with abortion anytime, anywhere, and to think that we will be blessed. So what we see happening in our world is because of leadership that has gone wrong. It is not about our military. It is not about the people of Afghanistan and all that is left there. And we see the White House. We see our president. You know something's wrong when the liberal media is agreeing with the conservative media. We know we are at a very dangerous time and we need to pray for our country that we get back more than anything, that the churches get back to what we're supposed to be doing 
And what we're supposed to be doing is know that to give people hope that we are part of a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And to know that as we look to Jesus Christ, who is the ultimate authority, who brings us good news, that that is our hope. Do you know that the three strongest revivals that are taking place in the world today in this order? One, China. We don't hear about that, but it's happening. Two is in Iran. And the third one is the believers that are coming to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ is Afghanistan. We know that God is working and he will work even greater if we trust him and we so believe who he is in this world that it's not popular to say certain things or do certain things. I'm tired, if you are tired also, of all the the fluff that I hear from pulpits. You know that 50% of churches will not preach on prophecy? Do you know that I wondered as I was speaking and getting ready to prepare this whole week and going over different things, how many churches are going to address what's taking place in Afghanistan? Do you know that we were warned by people on the ground that worked in the embassy? They could have lost their job. They didn't, but they could have. 22 out of 23 people that my understanding that works over there, and I've read this and really tried to get this right, put in a cable warning, written. Now, they could have lost their job for doing this because they're in some way usurping authority. But they wrote in writing on July 13th that the danger that they saw of the Taliban that was taking over in Afghanistan, and it was ignored by this current administration. 22 out of 23. What's happening? Our trust is not in man. It's not in a woman. Our trust is in authority of the Lord Jesus Christ, whose kingdom cannot be shaken. And we pray for our leadership. We pray for our country. We pray. I, I was listening to someone this week talk about how discouraged that our veterans must be. 20 years. Many of them served two, three, eight tours of, dirty, or tours of duty over in Afghanistan. We need to pray for our military. We, have the strong, we, we could go in and take that place over right now. Why aren't we? What, what is happening? We need to pray that God will turn the hearts of the kings, as he says in Proverbs. He will turn the hearts of the people in the White House to see while we have a certain amount of time that there is still hope. Thousands of American citizens behind enemy lines. I was so disgusted when I heard a, I'll keep his name out of it, a former, a former bodybuilder and an actor who was talking, if you heard this past week, it comes to the last year and a half or two years, what we've been living in, I will use a different word because I want to say that word from the pulpit. But he said, when it comes to what's going on, just forget our freedom. Tell that to those that were grabbing on to the DC-10 as it was taking off. Why were people trying to grab on a plane that know that they were going to probably be killed knowing as the plane was taking off? Why were they doing that? Because we are the land of the free and the home of the brave. 
That's what they want. They were grasping for freedom. And we're supposed to forget our freedoms? We are a nation still that is one nation under God. You go to Washington, D.C. today, and you can walk around all through that part of the city, and you can see scripture that has been carved on the walls. I still believe that there's hope. As we continue to do what God says, we as individuals, as believers, pray and to be light and love to those that are hurting and to know what is really in this world that people see what can't be shaken. And that is our faith, knowing that where you, what you go through personally, what we go through as a nation, God will not honor you or me. He honors his word. You know, I show Pastor Ernie in the back today, and we're going to close in a minute. You know, what I, I had written down as part of my notes, what he was even speaking on today for the opening. He didn't know that. The verse talks about when Jesus was being tempted in the wilderness. And he told the devil, the devil was tempted, he said, I'll give you everything. And Jesus said, man, in other words, mankind, all people, does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. You know, Jesus was just not talking to believers there. He said, all of mankind, when, when our society, whether someone is an unbeliever or not, they don't realize when, when we live God's way and we honor his word, whether they know it or not, there is a lifeblood that comes through our society and through us. Why did Jesus feed two different times the feeding of the 5,000 or much more than that they said? Because of women and children and, and all that were there that day, those two different days. Why did he do that? Well, you know, just a miracle, just to show everybody you could have them. There's a miracle. Wait a minute. The reason that he fed them is because they were so astonished that they didn't leave of hours and hours of his teaching. And they didn't want to leave. We need to realize that we live. And you and I, if you come to this church at any amount of time, know that if you take five minutes, just a few minutes a day to open this word up and read it, Jesus will feed your soul and he will guide you personally, professionally, in your family, in every area of your life and our nation. God gives Jesus the ultimate authority because he shed his blood on a cross of Calvary and has given us eternal life. Your kingdom, our kingdom, his kingdom cannot be shaken because we live with hope. Let me close with this verse. Psalm 16, verses 8 through 9. I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory rejoices. rejoices. My flesh also will rest in hope. Let's read just the first part of that again. I have set the Lord always before me. 
because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. You know, we go back to the verses that we start out with today. God says you can't, your foot can't slip when Jesus is with you. In other words, what he says to us is that when Jesus is at our right hand, the Bible also says, Jesus says there also that Jesus is before us and he's also our rear guard. No matter what happens, no matter where aspect of your life that you might feel you're going to stumble and fall, Jesus is there. He's going before you. He's beside you. Ever, you ever been with somebody and you're walking and you might be on gravel or you might, there might be a hole out in the grass where you didn't see and you're with somebody and you go to fall and that person grabs you and stops you from being hurt. Jesus is right there with us and he also goes before us and he's our rear guard and he has his angels watching over us and he gives us his word to give us wisdom every day. Man shall not live by bread alone, all of mankind, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That's how we live. That's how we're a part of a kingdom that isn't shaken and, and Jesus, God's word tells us because of this, therefore my heart is glad and my glory rejoices. You and I, no matter what we hear in the news, we know we can go to Jesus with it. No matter what we hear as a family, we can go to Jesus with it. No matter what takes place, he is still in control. And he finally closes with this, my flesh also will rest in hope. Notice he, he, he doesn't just say our soul. This is my flesh. Why does he say that? We know when we get worked up, we get nervous, we get worried, we get anxious, we're thinking about something or it's on our heart. What does that affect? That affects our whole body. And, and, we, and, and we can know by doctors that we know that stress is the number one cause of so many illnesses. I want you to know today, I want you to know as you leave here today, as we pray here today, we pray to the God, the God of all hope. And we can rest you, no matter what you're going through, no matter what we see in the news, no matter what is happening in the world, we rest in the hope of the authority that is given to Jesus Christ in heaven and earth of the good news of the gospel that is a believer. He never leaves us or forsakes us. His word never comes back void. And he will anoint your steps. He will make your way prosperous if we trust in his word. Let's pray today. As our heads are bowed today, as we always do, we give an invitation. Those so many that we have watching through all our different aspects of media, the internet, church app that's live if you don't know Jesus as your savior all authority has been given to him through his death his shed blood on the cross of Calvary and through his resurrection that we rejoice today as believers in hope you say Dallas how do I how do I get that? I, I, I don't know if you're watching or you're here, you've been visiting, whatever. Book of Romans, God's word tells us that whosoever 
shall call upon the name of the Lord. Just as many, many of you are watching, most of you that are here today, believers, have prayed that prayer. Jesus, forgive me. I'm a sinner. I look to you as a perfect Savior who died for my sins. And I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins. I believe you died on the cross for me. But you rose from the grave. Come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins. From this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. Father, we thank you as this goes out to thousands of people on the airwaves that someone has prayed that prayer. If someone's here today and wants to make a public profession and take a step out as Ben leads us as a closing invitation song today, may they do so. May they do so in this time that we live in. You tell us in your word today is the day of salvation. We ask it in your name, in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, has spoke to you today through his word. You know, no matter what you go through, no matter what you face in life, I want you to know that through the one, Jesus Christ, through his death on the cross of Calvary, he shed his perfect blood for you and for me. And if you pray right now and ask Jesus into your heart, the message that you heard today, why God is speaking to you, I want you to know that you can have hope. And all you have to do is pray with me right now. Don't try and figure it out. The Lord says, by faith, we accept Jesus as our Savior, and you'll have hope for eternity. You say, Dallas, will you help me? What do I have to do? Well, let me share with you a verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. If you're willing to believe that God sent his son to die on the cross for you, just pray this prayer with me right now. And you can have heaven as your home. Jesus will forgive you for anything you've done in this life. And you can have hope from this day forward. Pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, forgive me a sinner. I believe that you're God's son and you came and lived a perfect life and you died on the cross and you shed your perfect blood for all of my sin. And right now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. In Jesus' name. If you've prayed that prayer, we want to hear from you. Contact us through our website, City Church AC, or you can get at our church app through any of the um, streaming services, and we want you to know that we'll contact you. And from this day forward, no matter what you face, you'll always have hope, knowing that Jesus is your Savior, and he'll come through in your life. Thank you for being with us today.